Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, hello. Good morning. Another beautiful, course, miraculous day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's Ryan. How I know. Oh, I know that voice. You know this voice? <laughs> I know that voice. It's my first time on the course club call. Oh, rock and roll. Welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to locate my computer. Apologies, I just got home and I'm on my computer then I can see everyone that's on the call. See if there's other other peeps joining us. Is anyone else on the call? Sometimes people come in uh-huh. a little after the fact, but uh, it's been fun. Uh Rad is my partner and he's in London, so we've been Skyping. Oh cool, how's that going? Nice. I love yeah. technology. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we have. Uh, we got to get people their new. Um, got to start working on new partner lists. What's been your biggest? Uh, what's been the biggest? Your biggest takeaway with working with a partner. Um, each partner is different and adds, you know, their own perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Rod, because of his uh, English not being his native language, there's a few words that he doesn't know, and so I get to uh, help him understand, and he gets uh-huh. a lot of aha moments that way. Um, mm-hmm. Just having somebody else's perspective helps. Mm-hmm. It probably helps you really take a moment to contemplate and consider uh-huh. you know, everything as well. Yeah. Very cool. And who else has been your partner so far? I started with Tom, and then Amina, and now Rad. Tom, Amina, and Rad. Okay, yeah, definitely pretty good partners. <laughs> well, Amina, Amina, of course, she and I are on the same wavelength all the time, so it's just perfect. We just bounce off each other. Tom was huh? really interesting because he's much more spiritually knowledgeable and advanced than you might think from listening to his speech patterns. Hmm. Oh, yeah, no, Tom Tom has been doing this, has been in communities like this for a really long time. So he's, yeah, Yeah, he he really has quite a deep uh, uh, understanding of a lot of the principles. He's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good eye-opener for me. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you can, how I could be in judgment by speech patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> good. 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 Uh, good insight. Yeah. Um, so I'm joining a couple other people on the call. Uh, who else joined us? Hey, Jesse. It's Ashant. I'm Ashanti. here. 
It's Valerie. Hey, Valerie. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. 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 Valerie, Sushant, Brian, and Jesse. Very good. What a good crew. All right. Well, I'm going to pray us in, and then we'll uh, get to the lessons. Taking a nice deep breath in. So grateful, so thankful for the opportunity to come together to be the two or more who are joined together with the shared intention of experiencing and expressing a greater awareness of love in our lives on this planet. We hand this conversation over to the Holy Spirit, trusting that the perfect conversation will unfold to support the deepest level of healing and the greatest level of awakening in each participant that we can all comfortably handle today. We are so grateful that we can release any false ideas, beliefs, and concepts of ourselves and simply rest in the truth that we are love. We are extension of the creator. We are creative. All the spiritual qualities of the divine are active within us now, and we welcome them freely. How good it is to simply allow what is to be and share all the healing benefits of this conversation, our commitment to love with everyone, because we are one with them. And so as we heal, everyone heals. How good is that? We release this word. We let it be. So it is. Amen. So it is. Um, I think somebody else joined the call, and somebody has quite a bit of background noise, so what we usually do on these calls is we mute out our handheld. Yes. We mute our own personal handhelds unless we're speaking. Um, but who else hopped on the call? I know we have Dushant and Brian and Valerie and one more person? Yeah, Rod is here. Oh, hey, Rod. How are you? Uh, hey, Jesse. Sorry. I'm like, do you know how to unmute myself? Do you know how to, what to press to unmute myself? To unmute your phone or mute your phone? Mute, mute my. I think you just did it. Can't hear you. <laughs> okay, so everyone, let us begin. Um, Christopher took my Course in Miracles book, so I'm going to go online to it today. Uh, what's today's lesson? Lesson. Anyone? Lesson 80. Lesson 80. 80. Lesson 80. Okay. Lesson 80. Let me recognize my problems have been solved. Amen to that. Okay. So we will... Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. It's 81 today. We had 80 yesterday. Mm. I don't think so. No? It really, no. I remember we did no. it. We, we talked yesterday, and it was, I think it was 79 yesterday. You're right. I'm sorry about that. I'm gonna yeah, let me recognize my problems. Okay. So it can be yeah. solved, and then today is let me recognize my problems have been solved. So here will be the reading um, order. I think Rad may have dropped off. Um, it will be me and then Brian, and then Sushant, and then Valerie, and then we'll repeat, okay? So, let's begin. Lesson 80. Let me recognize my problems have been solved. If you are willing to recognize your problems, you will recognize that you have no problems. 
Your one central problem has been answered, and you have no other. Therefore, you must be at peace. Salvation, thus, depends on recognizing this one problem and understanding that it has been solved. One problem, one solution. Salvation is accomplished. Freedom from conflict has been given you. Accept that fact, and you are ready to take your rightful place in God's plan for salvation. Your only problem has been solved. Repeat this over and over to yourself today with gratitude and conviction. Woo-hoo! You have recognized your only problem, opening the way for the Holy Spirit to give you God's answer. You have laid deception aside and seen the light of truth. You have accepted salvation for yourself by bringing the problem to the answer. And you can recognize the answer because the problem has been identified. You are entitled to peace today. A problem that has been resolved cannot trouble you. Only be certain you do not forget that all problems are the same. Their many forms will not deceive you while you remember this. One problem, one solution. Accept the peace this simple statement brings. In our longer practice... Oh, sorry. Sorry. In our longer practice periods today, we will claim the peace that must be ours when the problem and the answer have been brought together. The problem must be gone because God's answer cannot fail. Having recognized one, you have recognized the other. The solution is inherent in the problem. You are answered and have accepted the answer. You are saved. Now let the peace that your acceptance brings be given you. Close your eyes and receive your reward. Recognize that your problems have been solved. Recognize that you are out of conflict, free and at peace. Above all, remember that you have one problem and that the problem has one solution. It is in this that the simplicity of salvation lies. It is because of this that it is guaranteed to work. Assure yourself often today that your problems have been solved. Repeat the idea with deep conviction as frequently as possible and be particularly sure to apply the idea for today to any specific problem that may arise. Say quickly, let me recognize this problem has been solved. Sushant? Oh, sorry. Uh, Let us be determined not to collect grievances today. Let us be determined to be free of problems that do not exist. The means is simple honesty. Do not deceive yourself about what the problem is, and you must recognize it has been solved. All right, let's take uh, five minutes and allow ourselves to um, let the peace that our acceptance brings. So it says, in our longer practice period today, we will claim the peace that must be ours when the problem and the answer have been brought together. The problem must be gone because God's answer cannot fail. Let me recognize my problems have been solved. So the suggestion is to contemplate the sentence and then allow all thoughts to cease other than this and um, see what comes up. Okay, I'll put five minutes on the clock and I will see you then.
Okay. That was that. Would anybody like to share any um, insights or thoughts that they had about this lesson? And to recognize my problems have been solved? Jesse, I had this thing about, um, like in meditation, just recognizing that the things that seem like problem are just thoughts that, you know, there is really no problem. It's like when I believe the thought that there is a problem is when I'm believing that. And even like separation from God, like it's a thought that I'm believing that I'm separate from God. And that, you know, that's when there's the problem. But I'm always like connected to God and it's like that radio frequency just tuning in to that connection that you know I am part of God yeah beautiful what does it mean when it says let us be determined not to collect grievances today let us be determined to be free of problems that do not exist I think the grievance, not to collect grievances, might be to, like, uh, see separation or put someone at fault or blame someone or think that something is happening, you know, something bad is happening to us. So that's where, like, the, the idea or the concept of, like, separation and you are hurting me or something like that comes in. So to not do not have that because then it's disconnecting me from love or from seeing the face of Christ in the person or in the situation or seeing the love in that. Yeah. You just simply be don't look for what's not working. Don't look for problems. Don't look for trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that it says collecting. Because um, I just get this image of uh, throughout the day kind of being getting more and more weighted down. So those, any things that I see that are um, making me feel, you know, unsafe or not okay. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, have you ever, like, kind of like that downward spiral effect, you know? Have you ever been, oh, gosh, you know, uh, irritated about something or someone got on your nerves, but then all of a sudden everything just starts to go wrong? (laughs) Or even, like, have you ever had the experience of, like, gossiping about someone or complaining about something, and then all of a sudden you're in total upset and dismay and all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. same concept, same concept. And uh, not to mention, the Course also says, we're never upset for the reason we think we are. So what does it, but it tells us the reason, the actual reason. And what is the actual reason that we're upset? 
everything There's was only separate one. from God. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. Because we think we think we're separate from God, but the kicker is we're not. So that's why it's insanity. We're up. We're in absolute upset over something that never happened. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, sometimes the whole separate from God thing, I it still feels a little theoretical to me. Uh, so, sometimes uh, it feels <laughs> like if you're feeling sad or however you're feeling, it, feels, it does feel like a distance to get back to God sometimes. Uh, so I don't know what I was going to say. I was just kind of still kind of getting that concept, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do, what do we call, um, Sushant or Brian, you both are practitioners, what do we, what do we practice? We um, practice the... Like forgiveness, and we practice like love. Um, yes, I should be more clear. I, what is what what is the what is the practice of not taking somebody's word for something just because it's written in a book or because your teacher says it? What do we call that? Uh, in, inquiry. Like when you inquire, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, inquiry is a part of the process, but we call it spiritual sovereignty, which means, you know, you have to try it on for yourself. So if the idea of being separate from God feels a little lofty or theoretical, um, good. Continue to explore that. Yeah, and I think, like, what, what Valerie was saying with, like, feeling sad, like, Something that I've started to do when I do feel sad or like an emotion like that, I kind of ask myself like, okay, what am I choosing to believe in this moment that is not true? Or what am I choosing to think um, and put my investment or energy in a thought that is not true? And so then I have to sort of like trace that back to like, you know, it might be just two, three minutes ago, like, it might be a thought like, uh, you know, someone made a comment or, you know, um, I dropped my lunch and now I don't have anything to eat. So (laughs) then I'm, you know, like, uh, it happened yesterday. (laughs) But, you know, I just kind of go back to this question of, like, what am I choosing to believe in this moment that is not true? And then, like, I just have to wait a couple of minutes for the answer to come back or, you know, I've almost known the answer before the feeling has come up. Um, So it's just sitting in that place. But I do understand what you're saying, Valerie, about it feeling theoretical. And I think what what trips me is just the word. It's just like the language, you know, because the language of the Course in Miracles, even though I've been studying it since, last year, it still feels like new to me. So even though I'm reading it and, you know, 
practicing it, it's the language I find sometimes that trips me up. But when I go back into the feeling of, okay, you know, I know how I feel when I'm connected to joy or love or helping someone or, you know, nurturing myself. And when that feeling is not present, then that is sort of like an indication for me that I'm choosing to believe a thought that is not true. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. I I agree. Uh, I've done a little bit of that too, and sometimes I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, it is it's kind of almost like a process of instead of letting whatever thought I'm having <clears throat> take me down, it's kind of almost the process of uh, curiosity and inquiry. It's kind of what you said, mm-hmm. inquiry. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, like we we're reading this book that Jesse picked for um, practitioner training. It's called Radical Forgiveness, and I keep yeah. going back to this thing. In Radical Forgiveness, where it says that, you know, we are here to experience this density. So, like, you know, he we watched this video in practitioner training with Jesse. Thank you for that video. That was really great. But in the video, like, you know, she says something about, like, sadness or is like a tantrum. It's a tantrum against reality, like not accepting what is what is happening right now. But in the same vein, I think that, we are here to experience these dense emotions, but that's all it is. It's just experience. It's like when when you're on a roller coaster and that being, you know, that feeling when you're on the top and it's, you're, you're about to go down. <laughs> that's just that's just an experience. So I feel like it's collecting these experiences, and maybe those experiences are to let us know what it feels like to believe a thought that we are separate, but that's all it is. It's just an experience. And some experiences we label as good and some experiences we label as bad, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little familiar with him too, Robert Holden. I've heard him speak a couple of times. And um, he's, it's interesting, though, because he really emphasizes that you actually have to feel the feeling before you get to the next step of, uh, you know, knowing that it's not true or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of still kind of getting to know what the Course is saying about having feelings because I think sometimes it's actually okay to have some feelings. So I don't know. I'm just kind of something I'm still working on. It is always okay yeah. to have feelings. It is always, always, always okay to have feelings. And that's where a lot of spiritual students really, um, I don't want to say mess themselves up, but it's a spiritual bypass to think, oh, I All should right. be feeling this way. I need to be happy. I need to be happy. I need to be happy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, if I'm not happy, then, you know, I'm failing, or what am I not, what am I, you know, and uh-huh. sometimes it's just, you know, there's sort of two, what, I, what I've sort of observed thus far being in the course community is there seems to be two schools of thought. One, that this experience, this realm, this realm in which we participate in is uh, 
an attack on God. The ego is an attack on God. The thought system is an attack on God. And everything within this illusion of hallucination is an attack on God. And the other is um, that we are all sort of here by choice, having this human experience by choice to bring information back to the collective to answer the question, well, what would it be like to be separate from God, which is impossible, but what would it be like? And this is the answer to that mad idea. Is it would be like this. So we have uh, chosen to be here having these experiences so we can bring the information back. So we're sort of like spiritual adventurers. Now, you decide which one feels a little more like a good fit for you. I personally, uh, to be honest, uh, really for the last few years went with the approach of everything's an attack on God. I want to release this all. I'm ready to let go of this. But in the last year or so, I just find it's much more simple for me to give myself permission to be human, to enjoy this human experience if I just decide to have the perspective. And those are important words. I've decided to have the perspective that I am here as a spiritual adventurer, that I am collecting you know, information for the collective. So I share all my healing, all my love, all my experiences with everyone because I'm one with it. And then I allow myself to have the experiences of being sad or angry or upset, having ego moments and forgiving myself for having ego moments. Of course, I have ego moments. I had, you know, 20-some-odd good years of mastering the ego mind thinking before I started to introduce other... Um, you know, consciously introduced new tools to support me in uh, aligning with love. So, um, you know, a lot of compassion, a lot of gentleness, and a lot of inquiry. It's great. You know, of course, the miracle says in the book that this is one of thousands of of uh, curriculums for universal right. wisdom. One of thousands. So there's many paths. And so, how do we know we're on the right path? We lean into it. We ask the questions. We go into inquiry. We see what is it resonates. And so, um, you know, I'm very, very much pro-inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, because theory cannot turn into knowledge until it's experienced by you. Right. You know, until then it's faith. Or it's a belief. Yeah. Until it becomes knowledge. And so, whatever it is that has nudged you onto this path with this text, you know, is calling you to explore this. You know, that's what I think. I think it's calling to explore this until, you know, whatever that impulse is, whatever that, I call it this um, experience of remembrance. It feels like I'm remembering this philosophy. It feels like when I read it for the first time, I remembered it. I didn't question it to be untrue because it felt true. I made the truth to so I'm continuing to explore it and allowing it to do what it's designed to do by committing to the practice, you know, uh, to see what's created. And in that commitment, in my willingness to explore the text and stay with it, I've had so many experiences that has allowed me to know a few things are true. But I can't give you that. You have to do that. However... Okay. As a teacher and friend, I can offer you suggestions of what I did that didn't work and what I did that did work 
And that's my gift of going before you on the Course in Miracles path. Having a little more experience is now I can share my experience of what works within me. And that's how we kind of get to meet at the level of the mind. That's, and oftentimes, teachers find that students learn much faster than they have because the teacher did the work for the students already, you know. Uh-huh. And then the miracle happens when uh, minds join. Miracles happen at the level of the mind. And so when minds join, and it says that, oh, you don't have to have all of the learning experiences and growing processes that I did, I did it for you. And that's about sharing the benefit and sharing the healing. It works. It really works. So I'm forever grateful for Jennifer for all of the deep work she's done because I don't have to do as much. You know, she, she did it for me. She shared. And, I, and when we join at the level of the mind, I get to uh, reap the harvest of her wisdom. I get to enjoy the, the harvest of her wisdom, the benefits of her practice, and then allow it to support me in cultivating my own, and then I get to give it to, to Shot or whoever enrolls me as a teacher. Kind of great. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's, let's uh, explore a little more by going to Lesson 74. There is oh. no will but God. And I don't know who is the last to read, so let's just start from the beginning again. And is there anyone else on the call? I know that there's Brian, Sushant, Valerie, and me. Does anyone else hop in? All right. And again, uh, I might have a little bit of a different version of you, so just pick up Brian. Hey. Leave on. I'm, I'm on here, Jesse Francia. Oh, hey, Francia. Would you like to read with us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So you'll go after Valerie. Okay. There is no will but God. The idea for today can be regarded as the central thought towards which all our exercises are directed. God is the only will. When you have recognized this, you have recognized that your will is his. The belief that conflict is possible has gone. Peace has replaced the strange idea that you are torn by conflicting goals. As an expression of the will of God, you have no goal but his. There is great peace in today's idea, and the exercises for today are directed towards finding it. The idea itself is wholly true. Therefore, it cannot give rise to illusions. Without illusions, conflict is impossible. Let us try to recognize this today and experience the peace this recognition brings. Begin the longer practice periods by repeating these thoughts several times, slowly and with firm determination to understand what they mean, and to hold them in mind. There is no will but God. I cannot be in conflict. Then spend several minutes in adding some related thoughts such as, I am at peace. Nothing can disturb me. My will is God. My will and God's are one. God wills peace for his son. During this introductory phase, Be sure to deal quickly with any conflict thoughts that may cross your mind. Tell yourself immediately, there is no will but God. These conflict thoughts are meaningless. If there is one conflict area that seems particularly difficult to resolve, single it out for special consideration. Think about it briefly, but very specifically. Identify the particular person or persons and the situation or situations involved. And tell yourself, 
There is no will but God. I share it with him. My conflicts about fill in the blank cannot be real. After you have cleared your mind in this way, close your eyes and try to experience the peace to which your reality entitles you. Sink into it and feel it closing around you. There may be some temptation to mistake these attempts for withdrawal, but the difference is easily detected. If you are succeeding, you will feel a deep sense of joy and increased alertness rather than a feeling of drowsiness and enervation. Joy characterizes peace, but this experience will be recognized that you have reached it. If you feel yourself slipping off into withdrawal, quickly repeat the idea for today and try again. Do this as often as necessary. There is definite gain in refusing to allow retreat into withdrawal, even if you do not experience the peace you seek. In the shorter periods, which should be undertaken at a regular and predetermined intervals today, say to yourself, there is no will but God. I seek his peace today. Then try to find out what you are seeking, a minute or two every half an hour, with eyes closed if possible, would be well spent on this today. Okay, so who has any thoughts on there is no will, my God? Brian here. Um, Fortunately, the, the book, Radical Forgiveness, is helping to give a clearer perspective on the underlying drama that's really being played out here. Um, because often we think that uh, war cannot be a will of God. So how can the Course say there's no will but God's when there's all this, these bad things happening? But now we find out that everything that is happening is for our growth and for our good that the Holocaust was really an opportunity for the Jewish people to learn to no longer be victims and for the German people to no longer have this superiority complex. So even though it was a horrible thing uh, in, this, in this world of uh, 3D reality, for the soul's growth and for the planet's growth and for the... Um, what did you call it, Jesse? The the group, the group mind growth, the consciousness, uh, collective consciousness, the, the collective consciousness. So, so when you look at it from a broader perspective, then you then you can really get this message that there is no will but God's, that there is no conflict between what's going on and God's will. And uh, I know in my mind, we often, you know, want to make the distinction, you know, especially in my own spiritual practice. Oh, I'm not doing something good. I'm not meditating enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not whatever. And all of those are just ego self-serving. It's God's plan being played out perfectly. And I can just relax a little bit more and do these kinds of statements. I am at peace. Nothing can disturb me. My will and God's will are the same. And what is that's possible? <laughs> Joy, peace, love, truth, excitement. We can make it really simple and just say God's will is for us to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. From to know joy, to be in joy, to enjoy life. Yep. 
What do you think, Francia? Well, you know, each day I am interested in hearing what I'm guided to do and with my life and making decisions and so I struggle sometimes with the guidance I get because I might not want to do it. <laughs> but then I know that God's will, as you said, for me is perfect happiness. And sometimes I'm not quite sure how to get there. But God always does. The Holy Spirit always does. The higher, our higher selves. <clears throat> so even when we're guided to do something that we really don't feel comfortable doing, if it's true guidance, if we hear it in prayer, if we hear it in love and in joy, and it's true guidance, it is what will take us to happiness. And so knowing that God's will for us is happiness, then we're able and willing to follow guidance and to really just sit down and and listen for it and feel it. And even though it might conflict with what we might want in the world, if we're willing to hear it and we're willing to follow it, then we will find that perfect peace and that perfect happiness. So yeah, this is a beautiful lesson. Love it. How many people have had the experience of uh, wanting something, getting it, and then realizing that you thought this was going to save you, but you didn't? You weren't any happier. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what is that? Wanting things in the world of separation, putting our and also. Hopes and dreams for happiness and something outside of ourselves. That's it. Yeah, false idols. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And I think it's also like thinking that we know what's best for us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, is it okay to want things in the world? Yeah. Why? Because I think like what you had mentioned and what Brian mentioned, that um, we're here to experience joy. So, you know, something that that we, like, you know, that makes us experience that, uh, but we're not attached to it. And it's not our only source of uh, excitement or joy or love, but rather maybe, you know, uh, helps us experience it, then, you know, that's just... uh, The only place, of course, where I believe Jesus talks about specialness in a sort of neutral sense, not, not being special as in uh, codependent, is when he talks about special functions, 
that we have special functions. But what that means is it's that, it's like your special function is like the gifts and talents that you feel compelled to um, nurture and strengthen and also the inspired ideas that lead you towards things because that will be, that's your job, right? It's our job to wake up to our oneness with God and inspire others to do the same, to see the face of Christ in others and all. And so your special function is that which is sort of, in a sense, assigned to you to get you where you need to be so you can do what you're supposed to do, be the light of God in a specific place or whatever, you know? And so when it talks about, like, the script being written, that's sort of what it is, in a sense. And so where we can trip ourselves up is criminalizing our interests or something that feels exciting or compelling to us to pursue. You know, we'll start judging it as not spiritual enough, but who's to say that we don't have an inspired idea so it will lead us to be exactly where we need to be to do what we are here to do. Right? I'd like to add that the, that the Holy Spirit itself is the creative aspect of God in the universe. The Holy Spirit is, is creating all of this. And so the creative aspect that we have within us, our desire to create, our desire to fulfill our dreams, that's part of God's plan. It's not separate. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the, our desire to create is uh, our natural state of beingness because God creates by nature. That's what God does. It extends by nature. So, but there's a difference between creating something and making something. When you create something, it's from love. It is an extension and a joining at the level of the mind. It is an offering of something that is eternal. That's creative. You know, making something is you make, you write a play, you uh, make a piece of art, but it is the, cre- the creative impulse within you that, that pushes you to create this. And then the um, feelings of love and inspiration that are generated as a result of that, you know, that's the creativity. Um, and so, yeah, so we create by nature because that's what God is. Now, the Holy Spirit is a thought system. The Holy Spirit is created only to be the bridge from God to us in this realm, this world. So the Holy Spirit isn't necessarily the creative force. The creative force is God. It's, a, it's us tapping into our natural state of beingness. Uh, the Holy Spirit is like a translator <laughs> of sorts. It's a spiritual consciousness, that which is reminding us of the truth. But that's a technicality, and words are but symbols, so whatever works for you, you know what I mean? Um, but still, it's something interesting to contemplate, and probably a little off topic here, but I'll trust that the conversation is leading itself. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on Lesson 71? There's no will but God. All right. I think, Sushant, you were the last to read, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, now let's pick up this next one. I love this next one. 
Valerie, are you on mute? Oh, um, are we going to the next lesson? Yes, lesson. Yeah. Uh, and folks, oh, okay. I'm going to drop off here so I can have a few minutes with mom before I go on the practitioner's call. So thank you, everybody, and I will talk with you again soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Brian. Bye, Brian. Okay, lesson 75, the light has come. Yep. The light has come. You are healed and you can heal. The light has come. You are saved and you can save. You are at peace and you bring peace with you wherever you go. Darkness and turmoil and death have disappeared. The light has come. Today we celebrate the happy ending to your long dream of disaster. There are no dark dreams now. The light has come. Today the time of light begins for you and everyone. It is a new era in which a new world is born. The old one has left no trace upon it in its passing. Today we see a different world because the light has come. Our exercises for today will be happy ones in which we offer thanks for the passing of the old and the beginning of the new. No shadows from the past remain to darken our sight and hide the world forgiveness offers us. Today we will accept the new world as what we want to see. We will be given what we desire. We will to see the light. The light has come. Our longer practice periods will be devoted to looking at the world that our forgiveness shows us. This is what we want to see and only this. Our single purpose makes our goal inevitable. Today, the real world rises before us in gladness to be seen at last. Sight is given us now that the light has come. We do not want to see the ego's shadow on the world today. We see the light, and in it we see heaven's reflection fly across the world. Begin the longer practice periods by telling yourself the glad tidings of your relief. The light has come. I have forgiven the world. Dwell not upon the past today. Keep a completely open mind, washed of all past ideas, and clean of every concept you have made. You have forgiven the world today. You can look upon it now as if you never saw it before. You do not know yet what it looks like. You merely wait to have it shown to you. While you wait, repeat several times, slowly and in complete patience. The light has come. I have forgiven the world. Should you be tempted to say to anyone who seems to pull you back to darkness, the light has come, I have forgiven you. We dedicate this day to the serenity in which God would have you be. Keep it in your awareness of yourself and see it everywhere today as we celebrate the beginning of your vision and the sight of the real world which has come to replace the unforgiven world you thought was real. We invite everyone to just take a minute. Let's just take one minute to just be in silence and close our eyes and then I'll pray as God.
Holy Spirit, we thank you for your guidance. We thank you for this beautiful conversation. We thank you for this wonderful text. Thank you, God, for all the good we experience as we remember more clearly the truth of who we are. And we share the benefits of this knowingness with everyone, for we are one with them. Truly, the light has come, and we are going to enjoy it. And so it is. Amen. So it is. Amen. Amen. Have a beautiful day, y'all. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.